basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at all.pacers for all your daily Pacers news and content. And, and, join and Twitter. And Twitter, that's right, at all underscore Pacers. Yeah, slightly don't, different. Don't get it twisted. Uh, join the great community of fans we have there. Um, we're always building, always glad to meet new people, so be sure to share this feed and the Instagram and Twitter and everything. As always, I am Jeremy, and I'm joined by Jack and Breezy. What's up, guys? What up? Yo, 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 fellas. Would you believe it? I got a double feature for our stat of the day today. Whoa. So, first off, can you tell me where you were November 2nd, 2000? Oh. Uh, in school, probably. At 8 p.m.? No. Okay. Somewhere at else. At 8 p.m.? Probably at home. Yeah, my guess is home. I was likely reading a book. Home. Right at home nursing, yeah. Well, I can tell you, I was in Dallas. The big D... Where, hey, would you believe it? The Pacers lost <laughs> this game, too. Have you, you've only given one Pacers winning stat, One right? Pacers winning stat. But one Scott Pollard one winning Scott stat. One Scott Pollard where yeah, they won. I also have a question to ask about this. Uh, Jeremy yeah. would have been, what, nine or ten? Nine. So you were nursing? Let me just clear this I up. I think he was talking about you. Wait, I was nursing? You were, like, one, right? I was, like, six or seven. That's more likely. <laughs> <laughs> I was just asking... A <laughs> Wait, let's yeah. just clear this up real quick. Me and Jeremy were not nursing <laughs> on this particular night. I can guarantee it. Yes, I guarantee I wasn't as well. All right, I can guarantee we don't have definitive proof for that. <laughs> so, uh, stat, double feature. What I originally looked up was Travis... I almost said Travis Scott. Travis Best, best Pacers game. And I think I found it was this one in the losing effort... To the Mavericks, uh, Pacers lost 94-88, but Travis Best dropped 30 points with 11 rebounds and 8 assists. Wow. Uh, yeah, he also had two poop farts, but that's beside the point. <laughs> While I was looking at this, though, I found an interesting player. This guy, Jean Tabak. Hey, shout out Willem Seppel for giving us the pronunciation of that. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Seppel gave us the correct pronunciation from for Jean's name as he is Croatian. Uh, he just celebrated his 49th birthday 184 days ago at the time of this recording. Uh, but Jean Tabak in this game had 13 points. And he doesn't have a picture on basketball reference, so he might have been like a Sleepy Hollow Headless Horseman type <laughs> player. Uh, but Jean Tabak is also an NBA champion, won a ring with the Rockets his rookie year in 95. Ooh. Wow. Uh, he also got some run. This was the year, uh, or I'm sorry, the year before. Uh, was he the also year. got the runs? <laughs> he Jean, known for having the runs, probably when he only played uh, over a course of two seasons. He only played 73 total games for the Pacers. Uh, but he did get some run in the final series that they played in 2000 against the Lakers. He oh, played nice. in three different games. Oh, wow. So uh, shout out to... I don't remember him. No. No, we don't. Well, it's because he didn't have a face. So. <laughs> That's true. He was a ghost. Allegedly. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Jean Tabak and shout out to Travis Best, who had some quality years uh, for the Pacers from 95 to 2001. 
Wow. Hey, thanks for the stats, Austin. And now that we're two hours into this podcast, <laughs> you want to start doing some of the things we had planned? Yeah, real quick, though. Speaking of basketball players with no face. Flubber didn't have a face. That's true, but that's not the movie I was thinking of. There is a movie where a basketball player dies and comes back as a ghost, a la Angels in the Outfield. It's Whoa. called The Sixth Man. It sounds super weird. I've never seen it. Yeah. But if you want to see a ghost controlling a basketball game, that's there's a player with no face right there. Well, does he have a face? Well, was, we haven't seen it. Was this movie based on Jean Tabak? Probably not. Probably not. But you don't know for sure. I don't know. We've never seen it. <laughs> hey, great point, man. Great point. Or he could have, or Flubber could have been based on Jean Tabak as well. Flubber does not have a face. True, true. But oh well, I guess Flubber wasn't actually a basketball player. He's just a sticky, green, bouncy substance. Was he sticky? Well, he stuck to the basketball player's butts. Remember? It's just one of them because he smacked him on the. Yeah, but he's stuck. the rest of them. They were on the shoes. They could walk around and stuff. But they stick to the shoes, right? Well, because it wants to. One, oh, so they, it's a grabby. Likes, it's a grabby he substance. He like sprays the shoes, and then he sticks the stuff on there, and then they bounce all over the place. Flubber is a pretty good movie. Robin Williams loved him. Yeah, I loved yeah. Robin Williams, too. All right, well, anyway, let's talk about actual basketball. <laughs> um, well, first, real quick, you can now catch us on iHeartRadio. Yeah, so and, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, welcome. And Google Play. And if you're listening on Google Play, welcome. So if those are easier for you than whatever you're using now, go for it. We're on them now. And also, if you didn't know this, we're on iTunes and Spotify as well. Yes. So yeah, you All switch around. Le- yeah, listen you're, wherever you want. You are listening, so clearly you found us. Yes, yeah, somehow you found us, but, but we, now you we know, have more choices. Yeah, there are other ways to find us now. Yeah, and before we get into some of the stuff, the fun stuff we have planned today, we're going uh, re- to revisit the Ring of Honor. Um, and mention these names of you guys that are in the Ring of Honor. And hopefully we'll have some more in the future. But we aren't going to do shout-outs this week. So if I promised you a shout-out or if you're looking forward to one, um, you're going to have to wait till next week. But for now, we're just going to talk about the Ring of Honor. So here's who we have. We have Rumbly Wind. Yep. We have our first one, Gypsy Moondancer. I don't know why I switched that order. Yep. I don't know. Uh, we got Turtle Bomb a couple yeah. weeks ago. And then we added head coach Dick Versace. Yeah, great name. Who famously... Had a uh, actually, he's not famous. I don't nope. know why I'm saying famous, he's not. but he had like a white bowl cut, and you can buy his card online, his basketball card. Yes, uh, a follower sent them to us. Well, showed us that they existed. So, yeah. if you want some Dick Versace trading cards, <laughs> they're out there. Yeah, totally. So, anyway, that's our Ring of Honor. Congrats if you're there. If you want to join it one day or have a chance to join it, make sure you send in a funny name when you leave a review, and um, we'll review we'll review your name on the pod if it's good enough. So. Anyway, Jeremy, what do we have planned today? Uh, we'll get into some uh, games that we've had in the past couple weeks. We didn't get to games last week because we had a mailbag, mail, 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 mailbag podcast. Mailbag. I'll say it eventually. <laughs> there it is. Uh, definitely go back and listen to that one if you haven't. It was super fun. Looking forward to do that, doing that again someday. Uh, so, but we'll get into Pacers talk later and talk about games that are coming up too. But first, we want to talk a little bit about how the current Pacers team might fare against a team full of former Pacers. Who are still in the league. Who are still in the league, yes. So any, anyone that ever played on the Pacers, as long as they're still on an NBA, NBA roster right now, is eligible, and we're going to break down how that matchup might look. To tell you the truth, Jeremy, there's not very many good players. 
It's 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 a desert out there for former Pacers who are still in the league. I I went through, looked them all up. I know you did too. So we'll I'll share what I have and then we can discuss. All and right. We we can decide if this is right or wrong. The problem I really faced was the power forward center positions mm-hmm. because there's barely anything. That's true. Barely. It's it's crazy. So yeah. anyway, let me tell you my team of what I have, and then I'll tell you some of the like swing players. Maybe we could substitute them in. Sounds uh, good. Switch them out. So we're going to compare this roster of our ragtag roster of former Pacers. <laughs> we're going to compare them to our current Pacers roster. We're going to see who we think would win in a seven-game series. I think you're not giving them enough credit. It's not that ragtag. It's pretty ragtag, but we'll talk about yeah. it. We'll talk about it. All right, so here's my team, and we're, we're doing all-time, just yes. to clear that so up. So this is the former Pacers in their prime versus the current roster as is, like how they are this season. Right. Okay. So I have George Hill at point guard. Yep. Whose prime is probably 2013 Pacers. Prime Pacers, yep. 2014, 2013. In there. 2015, somewhere in there. I have Wes Matthews at shooting guard, whose prime is... Honestly, honestly, it might be right now. Maybe, but it's probably pre-ACL tear or Achilles tear Portland Trailblazer. Yeah. It's it's somewhere in there. It's definitely not Dallas. I never thought he was good on Dallas. No, I never thought he was good on the Pacers. Ooh, <laughs> I thought he was good on the Pacers. <laughs> he was right. fine. He was fine. Uh, next, I have Paul George at small forward, whose prime is probably current. Yeah. Or it's, last it's year, It's been probably. the last three or four years, probably. Yeah, somewhere. Next, Thad Young at power forward. Yeah. Whose prime was Pacers? Uh, early Pacers, probably. Pacers, 76ers, maybe? Yeah. Not necessarily maybe probably not brooklyn nah i don't think so maybe all right and then center this is we can discuss this right now i might have kyle o'quinn at center based on his orlando days that's crazy but i mean the other choice is yan mahini i think it has to be yan mahini really prime yan mahini versus prime kyle o'quinn i think i think yan mahini is better than kyle o'quinn in his in their prime in their best season that's tricky man because prime kyle o'quinn was New York Knicks probably at one season he averaged seven point one points a game and six point one rebounds a game. Do you know what Prime Jan Mahinmi's stats were? Nope. They were once. Oh, well, it might be him on Indiana. Oh, when, he started in 2015, 2016. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot nine, he started all season. Nine point three points per game, seven rebounds per game. All right, you you have a point. I think you're right. Yeah, I think Jan Mahinmi's the starter. But we just let it be known we had a discussion for. Uh, starting center, it was between Kyle Quinn and Jan Mahinmi. So that's also, not Mahinmi in his four games this year. <laughs> Key there is only four games yes. so far this year. Seven points per game, four rebounds per game. So not bad there either. Not bad, but I mean, not better, good. better than Kyle Quinn's best year. Was it? Yeah, maybe. All right, I thought Kyle Quinn was pretty good when he was on the Knicks. Anyway, here's my backups. All right, and this is this isn't bad. It's a little bad. <laughs> okay, I have backup point guard. This this one I think we'll have a lot of discussions on because there are a lot of good point guards, like middle-of-the-pack point guards that are still left. So I have Jeff Teague, mm-hmm. which he could even be the starter because he was a one-time All-Star. Yeah. But I have him as our sixth man just because, I mean, I like George Hill. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, he's the starting point guard on an Eastern Conference final team. Jeff Teague might have been too, though. I might be convincing myself into Jeff Teague. But George Hill, I think, is the starter. Jeff Teague's backup. Then I have Corey Joseph as the seventh man, as our kind of backup shooting guard. I didn't put this in any particular order, by the way, but just in, like, position. So it's Jeff Teague point, Corey Joseph shooting guard. 
There's also we could also put DJ Augustine in there. Yeah. Here here's what I would do. I would move I would make Jeff Teague starting point guard and then George Hill starting shooting guard. Then who would be your just point have guard? just have both of them starting. Oh, oh, starting. I think they both start. Over then, Wes Matthews? Yeah. Wes Matthews was so good in Portland though. We can't forget about that. Yeah, but I George George Hill and Jeff Teague career, they're they have better careers than Wes Matthews has. So Wes Matthews prime season was 2013-2014 Portland. He averaged 16.4 points a game, 3.5 rebounds, 2.4 assists, and he's always been a defensive player. True. So I like Wes Matthews in his prime there. This was pre-Achilles tear, too. But, yeah, I mean, I, Jeff Teague's an all-star, one-time all-star. I, I could see him going into that starting lineup. But we'll we'll leave it up to you all who are listening then, at home, Then you too. get Corey Joseph start, uh, yeah, as your reserve point guard. With DJ Augustine in there as well, yeah, and then you have Wes Matthews as reserve shooting guard. That's four That's really good. good guards who are in rotation. That's pretty good. So okay, we'll come back to that. Backup small forward. This one's easy. Boyan Bogdanovich. Yes. Backup power forward. This is where it starts to get tricky because I mean we. I don't know if there's even much to discuss here. I have George Nyang. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know who else to put there. It's a who else do you put there? Really thin position, right? It's there. like between Niang, C.J. Miles, maybe. But I don't know who you'd rather have playing power forward. There's Glenn Robinson. There's no. not a lot of choices. I just put Niang because I think he's bigger. I don't know. I don't know. Is he that big? I didn't think he is. He listed as a power forward. No. Yeah, I was gonna say probably C.J. Miles then. It, um, that's a tough one. I, that's a really tough one. It I might think, be C.J. Miles. I think you have to move Boyan to power forward there because he can play four, and he's he's better than either of those guys. Let them back up Paul George. They won't have to play as much. And yeah, then, I'm okay to move Niang out of the rotation. Like, Boyan and Thad are essentially – they don't play the same way, but you, they're interchangeable yeah, as Thad far as defense and stuff players. goes. Yeah. yeah, but Boyan can defend those players just as well. All right, Jeremy, you are making me shake this list up, so I agree. Bogdanovich is our power forward, which means that I'm probably going to put Glenn Robinson. No, I'm not going to. What am I talking about? I'm going to put Evan Turner in at small forward, I think. Yeah. Is that bad? No, we skipped him. He's better than Yang. Or he is better than Yang, but I didn't want to put him at power forward. No, he can't be. So Evan Turner, who is still in the league somehow, but prime Evan Turner was 17 points a game for Philly. And wow, what? <laughs> no, I think you're really disparaging him. He's not been a bad player. Yeah, he's not good anymore. He He's the, he's a player, and there's a bunch of these guys in the league who they sign a really bad deal. Yeah. And then they just, they're the same person they were before, but because they're valued so high, they're not living up to the expectations. Right. He's still a solid player. Yeah. All right. You're right. He's just a crippling contract. Right. Which, yeah, you're right. I, there are guys like that, like Alan Crabb, who, yeah. oh, they're also on the same team. Weird, right? Weird. They have Chandler <laughs> Parsons, too, right? I think so. Jeez, man. And Hawks have six wins. Yep. Well, I guess they have a future, hopefully. Maybe. Trey Young's good. Yeah, they skipped Luka, so who knows how <laughs> they they'll do drafting. Luka. That's crazy. And the Mavericks don't really have a good team besides Luka and Porzingis sometimes. They have a good team. N- not really other than those two. They have a pretty good team. I mean, their third best player is Seth Curry. Uh, they've got Tim Hardaway Jr. Right, but he's good. Would you put him over Seth Curry? 
I'd say they're right there together, probably. A uh, very underrated player, J.J. Barea, might be one of their best players. Dwight Powell has been good this oh, season. Oh, Dwight Powell's good. They have a number of good players. Like, and they're just a, they're a well-run team, well-run organization. They don't need to have a bunch of stars to do well. They're like the Pacers. Like, they have two really, really great guys on their team, but they can build the team in a way where they can succeed with any number of players. Yeah. It's a good run organization, and they have a good coach, former Pacer. Yep. Who, spoilers, is my head coach. Oh, nice. I don't. I know we didn't talk about doing coaches, but it was between him and Frank Vogel, right? Yeah. Because we can't include Nate McMillan. Well, he's the current coach. He's doing a good job. Yeah, Nate McMillan's the coach of our current Pacers. Oh, the current roster. Yeah, of current course. roster. Of course, <laughs> that's who I pick. <laughs> I mean, maybe, if you ask me to pick between those three coaches, maybe you get Popeye Jones in there. Yeah. Mm, Dan Burks. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm going to choose Nate McMillan. Anyway. So, I don't even remember where we were at. Oh. Evan Turner. Evan Turner at small forward, Bogdanovich at power forward, and Jan Mahinmi, or, I mean, Kyle O'Quinn at backup center. Yeah. Because Jan Mahinmi is starting. Gosh, I have so many arrows on my sheet now from I also think around. you start Boyan over Thad, for sure. Yeah, I could, that, that could work. I don't, I don't think that's a question. Wow, this team has been shaken up so much. I might have to rewrite this. Let's <laughs> Okay. All right. So, after the shakeup, Jeremy. Yeah. We took a second. We reorganize. We reorganize. We're ready. Yes, we're ready. So after the shakeup, here's our lineup. And it's it's pretty different. We're doing current pacers. I think we discussed this and figured out the right one. So our starting lineup is Jeff Teague at point. Yep. One time all star Jeff Teague. George Hill at shooting guard, who was more he wasn't really a point guard at in, I Indy. always preferred him off ball. Yeah. And I mean he was just like one of those tweens where he could play point because he can handle the ball and he can play defense against points really well. Yeah, but in anytime you have two versatile guards on the floor, it's better for your team anyway. Yeah, totally. And I mean Paul George could handle the ball too on this yeah. team and on the old Pacers team. Yeah. So then we have Paul George at small forward, Bogdanovich at power forward, yep. or just forward. We could just yeah, say that. You just start your best guys. Yep. And then Mahin me at center. Which in the vein of starting your best guys is pretty sad yes uh we definitely have a weak link in our starting lineup and in our reserves yes <laughs> and in our reserves so, and in the past five years of pacers before well before miles turner in between in between there's like Hibbert. two years there's like a year or two where it was bad yes well jan mahini was our starter <laughs> exactly. one of those years exactly. that's what i'm saying um so then our reserves are actually pretty good uh well Corey joseph's our starting point which i don't love Reserve point guard. I mean, our reserve point. Yeah. Um, I don't love that. It was between him and DJ Augustine. You can go either way. I, I personally would, would maybe lean towards DJ Augustine, but Jeremy strongly would lean towards Corey Joseph. I'm a so Corey we, Joseph guy. I yeah, like so we chose Corey Joseph. Shooting guard, we have Wes Matthews, who in his prime at Portland was great. Yep, very good. Pre-Achilles tear, which it took him years and years and years to come back from really and be good again. He which still he has, he's good. He still has. He never fully came back. Right. Never fully came back, but to the point he is at now, it's way better than where he was before. Mm-hmm. Um, not before the tear, but right when he uh, first got hurt. But it took him years to even get to this point. Evan Turner, small forward, who had 17 points a game one year for Philly. Yep. Thad Young at power forward, coming off the bench. We started Bogdanovich over Thad Young. Yes. And then our second weak link, Kyle O'Quinn at center. <laughs> <laughs> not proud of that. But... Yes, so our, that's our starters and backups. And then we have five extras who are in the league right now who used to play for the Pacers. And I think this is it out of players who once played for the Pacers that are still in the league. I think there's just 15. So our last five, we have DJ Augustine, uh-huh. Gerald Green, who had a really good year. He was tough to put in the final five. It was between, I mean, 
you're not going to put him over Wes Matthews. He had one really good year in Phoenix where he averaged 15 a game. Yeah. But yeah, he's our 12th man, which is crazy. Yeah. Our current 12th man, we were talking about or we were talking about this before the pod. Our current 12th man is TJ Leaf. Right. Right now. And <laughs> I think I'd rather have Prime Gerald Green than current TJ Leaf. Well, for sure. <laughs> That's that's not saying anything. Yeah, not that it's a coin flip. I didn't want to make it sound like that. Def- okay, I'd definitely rather have Prime Gerald Green. Then we have Glenn Robinson the third, Solomon Hill, and George Nyang, who I'm still not sure how to say his name after all these years. That's right. It's George, but there's an S at the end of George. Right, it's French, right? So or it's George. 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 Yeah. George Nyang. Sure. So that's very know. slurred. Um, yeah, so that's our lineup. Let us know what you guys think. Jeremy, do you do you agree with our uh, final lineup. Yeah, and that's a really good team. That is a really good team. Jack, so, Jack kind of uh, just disparaged, disparaged them a little bit a before little bit. we started, but that that team is winning a lot of games in the NBA. You're right. A lot of games. You're right. And when one guy goes down, you just, what, like if George Hill goes down, you'll put Wes Matthews in the starting lineup and have Gerald Green off the bench? Right. So the problem is the center position. They the get the center position. destroyed there. So Jan Mahimi is probably going to be guarding Turner. Yeah. Right? Well, maybe he might guard Sabonis just for because Bogdanovich probably can't guard Sabonis. No, there's no way Bogdanovich could guard Sabonis. Yeah. Well, Bogdanovich and Thad Young, really, it all their forwards on that on the uh, former Pacers team, they're going to struggle at guarding either yeah. Miles Turner or Sabonis. That's yeah. going to be a problem. And Sabonis and they would have a little bit of trouble chasing around Boyan, but like they can get out and guard. Yeah. too so it's not going to be that big a deal for them but on the other end they're going to dominate right so okay so do you think jeremy this is we've been leading up to this moment do you think our former pacers in their prime could beat the current pacers in a seven game series in a seven game series it makes it playoff time so the the lineups might be trimmed a yeah little. they're gonna you're gonna shorten up your your lineups so your seven man rotation would probably your backups would probably be what Evan Turner or Thad Young? No, you. It's prime. You got Wes Matthews and Thad probably. Oh, you think Wes over Evan Turner? Yeah, I. I Evan Turner can play point if he needs to. He did it in Philly for a bit. Um, I guess they might go eight deep. No, you probably go. You, you go eight or nine still. Yeah, because Yama Mahimi and Kyle Quinn would have to switch out. That's true. Good point. I'll tell you what. It. I think it would go seven, but I'll give the edge to the current Pacers. Oh, okay. I think. I think they're a better team, especially when. If you're including Oladipo, like there's just so much talent and scoring ability on the current Pacers, it would be. I don't think that. Yeah. Passing. They're big pieces. They have PG thirteen. Yeah. A small forward, which can't forget about. He's gonna win you one or two games in this series. Yeah, I, I think it goes seven. Yeah, I think it goes seven too. You know what, man? I'm gonna lean towards current Pacers as well. There's there will be three games where PG and Boyan both get hot and they yeah. both and they have twenty five or thirty each and. It'll be hard for the current Pacers to compete with that, but current Pacers did when Bogdanovich went got hot True. this season. They it didn't even affect them. We were we were fine. But the current Pacers also are going to have seven guys in double figures. Yep, two of them scoring twenty probably. So yep. it's, and our backups right now, uh, the Holiday Boys and then the Mick Boys. Fire. Yes, dude, and McDermott and McConnell. In case anyone missed that. So I've been thinking about it a lot. The Holidays have great chemistry. Yes, McDermott last season. His point guard off the bench was Joseph, who's not really a creator, but Tyreek Evans handled most of the ball handling off the bench. Yeah. McDermott really was kind of lost last season because he didn't have that player to get him the ball. Right now we're running so many plays through McDermott to score, and he's scoring. 
which I mean, he scored at every level in his career. Well, not only are we running plays for McDermott, we're also just running. They, yeah. they, their pace is super high with that group of five. So we should have saved this for later, but we're we're, we're in it. We're in it now, but yeah. so we're going to talk about it. There, the that group of five, the pace is off the charts. So you get the holidays running down the court, and then McDermott chasing and he doesn't get picked up and he's got shots yeah. whenever he wants them pretty much and he, and he does that play where he loops around to the top of the three-point yep and hits it and mcconnell's a creator man i he mean is. he's coming off the bench and any given night will give you eight to ten assists yeah and it's i mean we're not even talking about the holiday boys right now and those we guys were, we were talking oh, about i mean them. we haven't even like went into depth with these guys though like i mean they're killing it right now their chemistry is unreal you know drew's at home wanting to be traded to the pacers right now probably not maybe <laughs> His brothers Maybe. are having so much fun right now in Indy coming off the bench. Aaron Holiday last night against the Hornets put up 23 points off the bench. Does Drew start? Drew is the starting guard. Do yeah. you think he would want to not start? He it, would, okay, well, here's his choice. He would not start. He can start on a, a bad team right now, mm-hmm. which, I mean, his family's there. That'd be We're not thinking of this fully. I'm not going to think of this fully when I'm making this scenario but he can start on that team a bad team or he can come off the bench and indy with his two brothers can you imagine he'll get to play with zion soon maybe if zion ever gets healthy he has to be looking forward to that well and and you know the 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 pelicans probably won't trade him because they want to see what he's like with zion i'm sure True. because i mean he's the best player on that team right well maybe ingram but i know drew holiday's the best player on that team i don't it's not a discussion I, i think when you get to a certain level you want to start though yeah. And he's guaranteed not a starter in, in Indianapolis. Well, we, we'd have to trade for him, right? He's We're not trading Brogdon for him. That's true. He's not a starter. That's probably what they'd ask for. That's I'm sure there's been discussions at this point, too, and that might be what they've been asking for. Um, Anyway, the point is is he's probably looking at Indy and like, man, they're having fun. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, the Holiday Boys are killing it. The mix, the, the mix are killing it. And then Sabonis carries over into the um second unit and is i mean he's gonna score no matter what and that killer post spin move and weird like finger roll hook shot thing that i can't explain he like throws his hand in one direction but the ball goes the other way into the basket it's crazy how he does it i mean that our lineup through and through is doing really well right now and we're solidifying finally our lineup finally yes which it's a bummer to not see gotga in that lineup I mean, he, he played he eight minutes last night, yeah. but I mean, he's playing for the G League now a little bit. He's is still raw. The plan, yeah, he's All still. Right, raw. Hang on, we we gotta we gotta wrap up the segment we were doing. Oh, okay, true. You, you I'm, just, I completely forgot. I'm just gonna keep talking. I, about I love games. talking about the Pacers. I <laughs> just love talking about them. So we both agreed. We agree. In a seven game series, the current Pacers beat the former Pacers that are still in the league. Be sure to let us know on Instagram or Twitter what you guys think. Let us know. If you what roster changes you would make, and if you think the former p- players would win, and if we missed anybody, I don't think we missed anyone, but we very well could have. I don't think we did, and if we did, they probably wouldn't have made the team anyway. Yeah, there's a great chance they wouldn't have. But that wraps up that segment, Jeremy. What do we have next? Um, next up, we have we're just gonna talk, we're gonna talk about games. We already started. <laughs> we got super excited. Yeah, we we did. <laughs> we kind of fell into it. It should have been fun. We don't have a good uh, segment of games coming up. I'm not going to lie about it's that. It's a so rough it, stretch ahead. It's a rough stretch ahead. So be be grateful for where we're at currently. Some of the games we have coming up, we're playing the Lakers on Tuesday, which we're well, recording this on a Monday. We're recording this on Monday, December 16th. You all will not hear this before we play the Lakers. 
which I'm going to that game. Nice. Yeah, it was 50 bucks. I don't even know where I found that money. But in your wallet? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm going to that game. Nosebleeds, but it'll be fun. Anthony Davis just said he might play. He's trying hard to play. LeBron said he's going to play, which is cool. But anyway. Yeah, we'll move past that one because playing the Lakers. Yeah. You, you all won't, won't hear about it before we Then play we got him. the Kings, who have been pretty hot recently. We're gonna, they're not that good. Yeah, uh, and it's in Indy. Pacers will be visiting the Bucks after that. That'll be a that'll be a tough game. That'll be a tough game. I'm um, not scared of the Bucks. You should be. <laughs> They're really good. Uh, so then after that we play the Raptors in Indy. Yep. Who are good, really good this year. Yes, they're good. So that'll be a tough game. So already in the next four games it'll be Lakers, Bucks, Raptors. Three of those games. Well, and don't stop there. Then we have. I don't want to. Or That's, no, I do want to. The Raptors are Monday the 23rd. Then yes. on Friday the 27th, we have at Miami, who's who have been very good this season. Dude, also, we just totally skipped over Christmas. No game there, but we it's worth mentioning True. that Christmas <laughs> happened in between the Raptors and Heat game. Anyway, that's all I want to say about it. Uh, then we have the Pelicans, and not much to say there. Ooh, there could be a cool jersey swap there. True. That could be True. fun. Drew Holiday's going to walk away with two jerseys. But after the Pelicans... 76ers. Ooh. We'll so. have to match up against Kyle O'Quinn, former Pacer. <laughs> and after the 76ers, the Nuggets. Yeah, Nuggets are all right. So that is a really tough stretch of games. That is a really tough stretch of games. So we'll we'll see how we feel about the Pacers. We might have a very somber podcast in a couple of weeks. But ride this high because the Pacers are rolling. We're currently six in the East, but we're tied in games behind with the Raptors. At this moment, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that shakes out. But I think we're solidified as the sixth best or top six in the East. At yeah, this point. I think we go no worse than four and four through this stretch. Okay, so it it won't be that bad. Yeah. Uh, also, current news: Oladipo said he's about eighty percent there, nice. which is cool. That's good. It's also not cool because he's not giving a definitive answer, but I don't totally expect him to. Yeah, don't rush it back. Yep. Just keep it, keep him working, building up slowly. I don't want him to get rushed back and then. Some devastating thing happens, and he goes right back to being out. Yes, and he was also unmasked as the thingamajig on The Masked Singer. That's true. Apparently he had a couple bad performances. So Ooh, I didn't watch it. That's rough. Did you watch any of those? I did not. I know Kim Jong, one of the judges, guessed correctly. Whoa, really? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He must be a big Pacer fan, huh? Well, I feel like it was super obvious. If, if you're a Pacers fan, it's probably super obvious, right? They give hints. They do. So, and his hints were super obvious for Pacer fans. Well, for anyone. There was a hint that clearly made it known that he was an NBA player. Right. There was an Indiana Jones hat, so you know he's on Indiana. <laughs> all you need to know, all you have to do is a tiny bit of research to find out yes. that Oladipo sings. That's true. So That's It should have been really obvious for right, all of them. Right, right. So, yeah, he was unmasked. That's our Oladipo news come that that's happened recently. But anyway, let's talk about the games that we've played recently. So, let's start with Maybe let's start with the Celtics. We'll talk about... Sure. Celtics came to Indy Wednesday, December 11th, which was last week. So Pacers ended up winning 122 to 117. There was a moment at the end of the game, actually. Do you remember when Bogdanovich threw the ball in? Was it last season or two years ago? And Terry Rozier stole it. Yeah, we had the reverse. Oh, man. Yeah, so I was... Yeah, I was really nervous that something like that was going to happen again. There was a point when... I don't even remember who it was. Lobbed it up to the middle, and we Uh got the ball. Uh but I, I had that my heart sunk to my stomach feeling, and I thought we were going to end up losing <laughs> that game. It's I guess it's PTSD. Is that technically what the term is? Yeah. Was I suffering from PTSD? I don't think so. 
probably wasn't. But Pacers looked good. What what did you think about that game? Uh, that was a really really good win. Really resilient win. Came back to win that one at the end. Um, just a really impressive victory all around. Sabonis yeah. had a great showing as always. Um, the holidays. Um, I don't know if this game started the stretch they've been having, but they've been putting up great numbers. Combined. I think it started it. Uh, they had 35 that night. Yeah, combined. And they've been combining for these big numbers since then. So that's a really good place to start. We only had six guys scoring double figures that game. Only. Only. It's strange right. for the pace. Terrible. It was Doug McDermott didn't have double figures. He had eight, though, which is very close. Yeah, three for 11. Rough shooting night for him. Yeah. But that was a really good win. Yeah, really good a, win. Against a really good team. Uh, also worth mentioning, Kimball Walker had 44 against us. Right. Which the thing I wasn't nervous about was Brogdon being able to score or guard opposing guards. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, didn't totally struggle because, I mean, it was a, it was but it, he was scoring alongside Kimba. Like, they were going back and forth for much of it. He had 29. Yeah, he did. But Kimba, I mean, Kimba just has that killer crossover and can score when he wants to. So, And we've just had trouble guarding guards yeah. all season. James Harden. Luke Trey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Trey Young, and in a game we'll talk about in a minute, we finally guarded the guards really well yes. against the Hornets. But yes. first, let's talk about that Hawks game that we played last week, uh, in which we won one ten to one hundred. A game in which Trey Young had twenty three on nine for thirty shooting. Yes, crazy, <laughs> really miserable night. Uh, we definitely it felt like we won by a lot more than ten. I felt good that whole game. Yeah, I agree. I never. F- Felt like that one was in doubt at all. Yeah. So, I mean, their weakness is center. And, I mean, what? They started Damian Jones against us, I think. And yeah. Alex Lynn comes off the bench. And I'm our strong – one of our strongest points is our bruising center and Demonis Sabonis down low. I, yes. Maybe bruising is not the right word, but when he needs uh, a bucket no, – he is bruising. Yeah. He's, he's smaller a, than many centers that are still in the league, but – powerful. He's – he gets his shot when he needs to. He puts his body into you and then scores. And if he misses, he gets the rebound and scores. So, yeah, that's our strong point. And they asked Damian Jones to guard Sabonis, <laughs> which isn't fair to him. And Jabari Parker got a couple good rebounds against Sabonis too, but this, this was an easy win, I thought. Yeah, and that leads us to another easy win, which was uh, last night for us, um, a couple nights ago for you guys against the Hornets. Yep. Um, we actually guarded Devontae Graham this time. Yeah. And it worked. Weird. Weird. Um, he had a he had a pretty rough shooting night. Uh, their whole team was pretty off all night. And speaking of Sabonis being strong, there was the time he ripped down. I believe it was a rebound, and Zeller also had his hand on the ball, and Sabonis just tossed him to the floor. He tends he tends to do stuff like that most games. It's crazy. Which Zeller's an Indiana kid, so not a kid. He's older than me. True. Zeller's an Indiana guy, so you gotta love him. He definitely played well that game, 19 and 12. Uh, he played all right. Um, our worst quarter of the year, third quarter, only 13 points. Oh, uh, we yeah. sh- We struggled real bad in that quarter for some reason. I don't know what was going on. We couldn't get a rhythm. But in the fourth quarter, hunch. we took off. What was? What's your hunch? It's getting closer to Christmas. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that can't if, you haven't li- if you haven't listened to the podcast before, we always joke about Christmas. But. Jack is sure that Christmas coming near affects basketball teams. I... I think it affects people in general. I'm glad you brought this up. I think it affects people in general. You know, when you're working Monday through Friday jobs, you're just looking forward to that little break on Christmas, which I actually work on Christmas this year. (laughs) (laughs) Just It's 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., so then I'll be out before my family's really ready to go for anything, So, which is cool. But 
you know, you're looking forward to that break for a while. And in the same way, I think basketball players are looking forward to that little break because they've been playing since October. And they get a little break for Christmas, you know. Except for when they play on Christmas. Except for when they play on Christmas. Or the day before or after Christmas. Pacers never have to worry because we play the 23rd, 27th. We never have to worry about playing on Christmas, I'm sure. I bet we play on Christmas next year when we have an amazing team. Yeah, maybe. After we win the title this year. Yeah, and we get Bradley Beal, too. Or Drew Holiday. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of holidays, Aaron Holiday, 23 against Charlotte. Yes. Leading scorer for us. Great game from him. He's figuring it out. It's going to make things tough when Oladipo's back to decide if uh, McConnell or Aaron Holiday comes off the bench. But I have a, I have a, a thought about this. And okay. I've been thinking a lot about what our lineup's going to look like when Oladipo comes back. All right. Because barring an injury, Edmund Sumner's out of the lineup right now. Yes. Which is a bummer because we, we like – well, I like Edmund Sumner. You like him a lot more than any other Pacer fan? He, he, he was so fun the first three games. He is, was, he's a really fun player. He doesn't – he shouldn't be in the main rotation though that hurts that hurts me <laughs> you know it's true that hurts me. you know it's true i i'm not sure anyway he's not in this main rotation when oladipo comes back we'll have the nine guys that play right now plus oladipo the problem we're going to face there is our starting guards right now are brogdon lamb and then we have tj warren at small forward yeah here's kind of what i've been thinking about and i think the pacers would be dumb not to do this this mm-hmm. is crazy i know where you're going and i agree with you i think oh okay so starting at point Malcolm Brogdon. Yes, of course. Shooting guard, Victor Oladipo. Yes. Small forward, Jeremy Lamb. Yes. Power forward, TJ Leaf. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, power forward, TJ Warren. Yes. Center, Demonis Sabonis. Yes. Oh, you were thinking the same thing? Well, we teased it earlier. Yes. Because we said Sabonis is clearly the better center. We did. And this it. will clearly be the best lineup when Oladipo is back. Which means... Miles Turner comes off the bench. Yes. And I think that would be good for him. I do too. I honestly think that. I've been thinking the same thing because um, he can get his shots up. We have so many players that shoot in our starting lineup. Yeah. Turner doesn't get his confidence going early like he should. That's a starting lineup that can put up between at least 50 and 100 points every night. Yeah. Like those are five guys that will all have a 10 plus every night guaranteed because they all shoot and score really well. Maybe 50 to 80 any night. 50 to 100 is a lot. 20 points each. That's a lot. Guaranteed. It'll happen. Hot take. Okay. Ooh, hot take. Hot take alert. One game. Well, it could be Oladipo gets 40, Brogdon gets 25. That is not my hot take. My hot take is one game this season, all five starters will have 20 points. Exactly? At least 20 points. Oh, okay. (laughs) So more than 100 (laughs) altogether. Wow. All right. All right. You heard it here first. If it happens, we're the best Pacers podcast (laughs) in the world. Currently the second. Well, first in your hearts. Second, right. according to statistics. Tell us if you agree with that lineup or not. We want to hear your thoughts for sure. But that's we're on the same page with this. I think I don't which, think Which yeah. Also, it keeps Aaron Holiday and TJ McConnell in the second unit, which is working. Yeah, it is. It's working. And then you get Doug McDermott and Justin Holiday at forwards. Yes. And then Turner at center. That that could be fun. I Turner spaces the floor too. Turner Turner can run with that group just like Sabonis does. It'll work out. Yeah. I don't know if he could do it the same way as Sabonis does, because I think Sabonis is definitely the better player. Yeah, but with the you get the pick and roll working, he works out of the pick and roll really well as well. Yeah. Dude, I've been so excited to talk about that though, honestly, because I think that's the right rotation. I bet we see it. I've been thinking they should do that for a while now. Yeah. Uh, you just gotta wait for Oladipo to be back to be able to make it work. But I think that's what they go to and I think they would be dumb <laughs> not to yeah. not to at least try it. And we gotta hope everyone's healthy because I would love to see this. Yeah. Would love. 
to see this. And it's a it would be a tough conversation with Turner. Like Turner was really good last night, five blocks, fourteen points. Yeah, but he still struggles with the rebounding, and I don't know. It's it's a tough conversation to. It could always be matchup driven too. Have a four year starter. Yeah, have to ask him to. Sit Who's down. making twenty million? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be matchup driven. I could see Jeremy Lamb and. No, I I don't know if I could see Jeremy Lamb and Turner switching out because then who would our second unit be at big man? Right. It'd be well, Doug it McDermott would just, or it would be what it is now with Sabonis running. That's with the true. Second good unit, point. Good point. And then Goga filling in the extra minutes. Yeah. So there's options. Good point. So yeah, if it was up to me and Jeremy, that's what our lineup would be. It'd be uh, Sabonis at center and Turner off the bench. But and I am as good of a GM as Larry Bird, unlike you. Oh, I didn't even mention the Larry Bird thing. So part of the reason. Paul George hated Indiana towards the end was because Larry Bird is really pushing for him to play power forward. What's his name? Brian Windhorst the other day on ESPN, which him and Matt Barnes had no idea what they were talking about. Really, they were to- it was totally speculation. They were talking about why Paul George is getting booed, uh-huh. and they all agreed that he shouldn't get booed. And the reason that Pacer fans are booing him is because we miss what we had. And it's like, no, it's. Because he left the Pacers in a bad way, and he totally bashed the Pacers on his way out, mm-hmm. which is why we still boo him. Was he good in Indy? Yeah, of course. Anyway, that was their speculation. But he also brought this up, which I totally forgot about, that Paul George wanted to play small forward. Yeah. And sh- no, he wanted to play shooting guard, actually. So he they he decided to do small forward eventually. But Larry Bird is pushing for him to play power forward the whole time. Paul George hated it. And I remember him publicly saying that he hated uh-huh. it. Do you remember this? So... If we did our uh, lineup again, if Larry Bird was running it, <laughs> I would have had Paul George at power forward and Bogdanovich at small forward, which would have been so good, which we could have started Thad Young at center in that True. situation too. <laughs> so maybe that's the right – that's why I'm saying maybe Larry Bird would have Who knows? had a better rotation than us. But uh, They brought up this Paul George power forward thing. That wasn't like news to me. I, I already knew about that. I, for, I totally forgot. And I don't, I don't think – that can't be all of it. Like that was – Players get asked to do different things all the time. They don't get as mad as he got. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't a think growing star who was young and thought he had it all together, maybe. That could have been a big issue for him. Here's the thing, though. He he could have played power forward. You can guard a bigger guy. Like, you're a good defender. You can make it work, and they're not going to be able to guard you. Yeah. Like, they'd have to switch. No matter what happens on offense, there's a mismatch out there, and we're a better team for that. So. Yeah. By him, he was being selfish. Like, he wasn't helping the team. That would have helped the team. Selfish is a good description word for Paul George. Very true. He's played some power forward this year, too. Let's not forget. So he's kind of settling in a little. But stupid. Anyway, so, yeah, if Larry Bird is leading that team of former Pacers, then, yeah, Paul George might have been power forward. But anyway, back to where we were talking about. So we were, we played the Hornets. Yep. We ended up winning and by that, a lot. That catches us up on games. All right. Well, that's all we had for you today. Um, just like Jack said with the players taking off for Christmas, we will be off next week and then hopefully back the following week. Well, you know how festive we are here at this podcast. That is true. Very, all Pacers pod. very festive. We have, uh, our annual, uh, Christmas Eve, Eve bowling, bowl, bowl coming Bolathon. up next week. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, it's one of my favorite events of the year, honestly. Oh. Love, a, love a good Christmas Eve, Eve bowl. Where does the spelling bee rank? That's up there. Man, I love the spelling bee. Yeah, we have this weird thing in our friend group where we like the spelling bee. It's not a weird thing. If you it's, don't it's a weird thing, to be honest, but it's normal for us at this point. The spelling bee is super fun. You get really into it if you watch it. Get together with a group of friends, hang out, 
and drink some brewskis if you're of age. Yeah, have a nice. There's there's all right. So there's a morning and, a, and an evening time slot. Go, get together in the morning, hang out until the afternoon, then go out have a nice dinner. Come back, watch the finals. It's great. It's so much fun. Yes, I've missed the I've missed the past many. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, we'll be off next week. So look forward to a podcast the following week. Hopefully, we'll come back to you and we'll be uh, like six and zero oh in that in that time. Or we got some fun stuff planned. Five and zero oh or whatever. Yeah. Got some fun stuff planned. Uh, maybe Oladipo will be back by the time we're back. Maybe that would be a great pr- Christmas present. That would be amazing. Yes. Or a great New Year's present. Ooh. Or a great birthday present. When's your birthday? January twentieth. Oh, okay. Hint, hint, everyone. Especially Oladipo, hint, hint. Uh, the best present would be for you all to tell your friends, uh, get them to follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we love doing this for you guys. Thanks for listening. I am Jeremy. And I'm Jack. Peace out. about team basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way.